Hello, storygoers, and welcome back to yet another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I am your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. Ryan, spring has come, is blossoming, mm. the, the world is beautiful, <laughs> it's still chilly, but it is very nice. Uh, mm. The sun is bright, everything is hopeful, nothing is wrong with the world, COVID's <laughs> dead, it's great, everything's fantastic. <laughs> but how are you? How is everything going, and uh, what have you been playing lately? Uh, so I'm doing well. Yeah, it's, it's been a beautiful weekend. Um, spent a lot of time outdoors, which was really great. Mm. Um, had some delicious food, saw some delicious, not delicious places. I didn't see anything delicious other than the food, <laughs> I saw some beautiful places, had some delicious food. Um, it's been great. Um, what I've been playing, what have I been playing? I've been playing uh, some more Stardew still, still plugging mm. away at Stardew. A little bit of Satisfactory. Um, I didn't. I don't think we played any outriders this week it was just so crazy and then i've been messing with we were just talking i've been messing with my computer to get all my colors to sync up and it just mm-hmm. it just refuses um <laughs> but um while i was messing with it I, I loaded up destiny and the new season starts next week so i might i might dip back into destiny because i love mm-hmm. it and miss it but i really want to play it on a ps5 downstairs and that just hasn't happened yet so um i played a little bit on my computer but so yeah i think that's it it's mostly just been starting oh i i bought um spirit fair on the switch because i, I really oh. want to play spirit fair yep and then a kind of a management game called what is it called? It's, you're like an oil baron, and it's kind of you're like drawing. It's it was like three dollars on this one. <laughs> just a game to play in bed. Um, if I go to bed early, when I should go to bed early, but then stay up too late playing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so just bits and bobs here and there, mostly Stardew, um, with a little bit of other stuff thrown in there. But yeah, that's that's a, that's what I'm playing. Nice. And I want to say, Ryan, I need to apologize. I've failed you. Um, work has been so crazy for me that I I. I I told you that I was going to fall, try to, my best to help you buy a PlayStation 5. So I've been like trying to stay on, on top of that. I've been following like Twitter groups and then like every now and then like they'll pop up and I'm like busy at work. I'm like, ah, you know, and yeah. I want to stop and help. And then I have to finish things. And then by the time I help, it's, they're all gone. I'm like, ah. Oh. One time it was like GameStop members only could buy them. And I was like, oh, I hate you, GameStop. Like, I need another <laughs> reason I hate GameStop. And then I was like, yeah. and I really hate you, GameStop. <laughs> yeah, there was like two or three restocks over the week. But they're, again, they're the same thing. I'm at work I and I'm not able to look at my phone from mm-hmm. like seven until one and then from two until like six and a lot yeah. of those times those restocks are happening in the middle of the day and it just it just doesn't work out that's okay someday someday if things get really bad i have a friend who um lives in canada who she has a bot or she has a friend with a bot who buys ps5 so I, i'd have to pay like for shipping but she has gotten ps5 for her her brother and other people so if, if things wow. get really if things get really bad then i'll just go to sarah and she'll she'll find a way to she'll get a bot to get me one so we'll see i i haven't i haven't I haven't done that yet, but I mean, shipping can be like horrible on that. I, I think like she it. said. I think I think it's like she said, it's like fifty, sixty bucks. What? Um, yeah, I think I'll have to talk to her again about it. But it's getting to the point where, like, as it's getting closer to Ratchet and Clank, the new Destiny mm-hmm. season starts next week, and I just really want to be sitting on my couch playing a PS Five and not like <laughs> hearing my airplane of a, of oh. my like OG PS Four struggling to load. Um, but that's okay. We'll see. You might hear. Some aircraft noise. Yeah, of course. As long as it doesn't, as long as as long as it sounds like an aircraft carrier, but like it, it isn't clunky and and look terrible. I okay. think that's fine. That feels like yeah. still an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you? And what have you been playing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, fantastic weekend. I went to a, a nice vegan restaurant with my partner, and we had great food, and it was fantastic. We went all around uh, New Hampshire. Uh, just looking different places. We're celebrating our birthday. I've been hit, I hit the big three zero, mm-hmm. so I'm there across the plethora. I can't <laughs> go back. 
but no, I'm good. Work was crazy as usual. I just feel like every day I leave there feeling accomplished and then I also remember all the things I still need to do and I'm like, okay, I don't feel so accomplished anymore. So yeah. definitely not the best headspace, but I've been meditating at work, which is helping a lot. I highly recommend it. If you enjoy meditating and you're stressed at work, please meditate because man, it's a good reset. I like it a lot. But besides that, everything's great. As for uh, games, I I bit the bullet and I bought Returnal, which is $70. Mm, yeah. And that's not fun. <laughs> that's not fun. I remember when it went from 50 to 60 back yeah, in the day, in the 90s. <laughs> And I remember that being a big deal. And now that you're paying $70 for a game, it is, that hurt a little bit. That hurt a little bit. And it's interesting because like, I've never been in a, an abusive relationship before, but man, it feels like Returnal is that. <laughs> Returnal <laughs> is like, it is rough. Like, it is Hades on steroids. It is really, really hard. It is re- and you can't, as far as I know, you cannot change the difficulty. It's just, it's at its difficulty and all its little secrets make it difficult. I finally, because it's a roguelike, so you know there's bosses. I finally beat the first boss after like 20 deaths or something crazy. I just was dying like crazy. Finally figured it out, beat the first boss, was going through the second boss, and just got destroyed. Like, it just like, yeah. Yeah, so we're getting there. Like, progress is made, but man, it just, it, it's like Hades on steroids, which is good. Hades is fantastic. Obviously, if you've listened to this podcast, you know how much we love Hades. But it, I definitely don't feel that, that sense of progression as I did with Hades. Like I knew when I was getting stronger, you know, I knew it was like, oh my God, I, I finally got further than this one part. But with Returnal, it's just like this mad dash to like, just figure out what the heck you're even doing in that moment. Like it is so hard, but I will say that, uh, you know, it's a great game. I highly recommend Returnal. If you want to play it and you really want a, a challenging roguelike that's kind of like Hades in a way, I highly recommend it. And the story itself is fantastic. The creepiness and the atmosphere, like, it's just perfect. It's not too scary, but it's not, like, not scary. It's very creepy. It's kind of disturbing in a sense because, like, you... It's just disturbing. I won't spoil it, you know, because it's a new game. So uh, it's just really, it's really, really fun. I can't wait to play it today. I've been so busy. I haven't been able to play it in a while. So I am ready to jump back in and die over and over and over and over again. So, great. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, so Story Girls, we hope you're doing well. I hope everyone's happy and healthy. Uh, you can comment on all of our games that we covered or will be covering and give us your thoughts, feelings, and or perspectives to talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You know, you know it, you love it. Uh, you can also find it on uh, Twitter and Instagram. DM us or comment on our posts. Let us know what you think. And if you send us all your comments about your thoughts, feelings, and or perspectives, we will send you a really sweet Tales from the Cartridge sticker that you can stick anywhere you want it to. Pref- preferably be a water bottle, but if you just want to get rid of it, you want to put something cool, put it on, you know, to face some property, just make sure you don't, like, you know, get some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. We hope you enjoyed our last episode with the, the tournament DLC, our Battle Royale. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was really thinking about it. I was like, man, I was just not expecting that game to be first. Like, not in a bad way. I just, like... You know, I was just for many reasons without spoiling. If you haven't listened to the episode, like it just that was not the game I was expecting to win. But the more no. we talked about it, the more interesting it became. That, yeah, yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. it was really fun. It, it, again, like also just being able to reflect on all the stories we told was really fun. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that final matchup was wild. I never in wild. a million years would have said those. That's going to be your matchup. But I'm really glad mm-hmm. it was, and it was really fun. We only got a little bit of flack from our guests. <laughs> oh man fine. we did we won't that's say any fine. names but yeah it felt bad it's okay it's alright we'll have to bring them back on very soon and just apologize and <laughs> yeah. tell them yeah, that this yeah. episode will be the best episode ever we'll <laughs> right. in the future right <laughs> but today's episode is yeah. throwback to the nineties. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. Early 2000s 2000 yeah, early aughts yeah early aughts yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, and that game 
is Spider-Man 64 for the Ooh. N64. Woo! Ryan, you want to um, throw some background info at our storygoers? I would love to. So this came out, um, it, it, had, it had multiple releases as it was um, ported to different systems, but it originally came out in on September 1st for PlayStation and the Game Boy Color, which is wild. And then November 21st, a couple months later for the N64. And then later, I think a year later, um, it came to Dreamcast and uh, Windows um, in hmm. 2001, I believe. It was developed by Neversoft, which were, they were a big company back in the day. They made all kinds yeah. of really wonderful things, um, including Tony Hawk Pro Skater, which we'll talk about. I I very vividly remember the Neversoft um, logo because it was one where the eye wall gets impaled, and that was like burned into my brain. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. Oh yeah, burned into my brain yeah. from oh from my watching Tony Hawk be played by my cousin Tyler because he played a lot of Tony Hawk, and I'd go to his house and he'd play Tony Hawk. Um, so yeah, the Neversoft cool. logo burned into my brain because it was so gruesome. Um, published <laughs> by Activision, um, which I think they they like really honed in and made a lot of Spider-Man games for a really long mm-hmm. time. Written by jorge or george jorge diaz and jonathan russell um yeah those are those are some that's some background do you want me to dive into influences do you want to do influences what are your what are your thoughts uh, sure yeah i'll i'll dive into i'll dive into influences if you want to correct me if i get anything wrong yeah sure that's cool okay yeah so this game was the same engine as tony hawk pro skater 2 which i never would have guessed that was the case <laughs> never based on this game I never would have thought that was true. I would have thought that this game t- took place or was made 20 years before the first Tony Hawk <laughs> game. So I can't even imagine this is the same engine. Um, the N64 game, which is the one we're covering today, has a freeze frame comic style cutscene because it was on the N64, which is like, like any Nintendo console you know, that shares a generation with another console. It's significantly weaker than the other ones. Um, so I think in the, the PlayStation version, it was much more dynamic and there was people moving around and talking more and it wasn't cutscenes. Um, it was ported to the Dreamcast, like Ryan said, by Treyarch, which uh, a Call of Duty fame, mm-hmm. yeah, which is interesting. I think they also had um, a hand in the Tony Hawk games, from what yep. I read. Yeah. And then uh, it led to one of the most successful superhero game franchises, which is, cr- which is crazy. I mean, you know, something we'll talk about later too is that comparison, comparing this game to the newest Spider-Man game by... Um, uh, Insomniac games, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, is just insane. It literally blows my mind. But I will get to that later. I'll get to that later. So, uh, but we'll dive into some memories. Ryan, do you have any memory of this game? This game, no. I I distinctly remember playing Spider-Man Two, which was a game that I remember being really well loved and like mm-hmm. was the superhero game for a really long time. That if if there there just wasn't really any good ones that I can remember. Again, I could be getting this wrong, but like a three D sp- superhero game, Spider-Man Two was the game. Yeah. Um, in my memory, I don't think I ever played the the original. Again, I I had a PlayStation. I had a Game Boy Color. Maybe I played it, but I certainly don't remember it. Um. And yeah, and I, I don't think I forgot N64 until, and if I did, it wasn't until later. I think I maybe just played some friends in 64. So yeah, I, I, I don't really have any memories of this. I, I, I have, again, the only 3D Spider-Man I have in my head from that day is probably from Spider-Man 2, which is like a lot of falling off buildings. Um, and that's kind of <laughs> the extent of my memory of it. But um, I know you have some distinct memories, so I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. So I, this is one of my first games on the N64, I think. Well, not one of the first. I think... There was like you know Mario and Diddy Kong Racing and uh, Zelda. I saw so, so yeah, definitely not one of my first ones, but definitely one of the ones that was very beloved to me. Spider-Man was a huge superhero that I loved uh, as a kid. So the game when it came out, I was super into it, and it's so funny. Like it's it's very interesting. You go back to games when you're much older, and they see if, hold, if you see if they hold up. And this game does not, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but man, did like 
McKenna in 2000, so nine-year-old Eric. Loved this game. Like, this game was fun. Um, and it was a game I could beat, too. You know, like, when you're young and it's hard to beat games sometimes, it says, yeah, I'm not perfect. Sorry, everybody else. It seems to be great at games. That seems, you know, you can beat every game when you're nine, whatever. Um, it was, But it's a fun game where, like, it definitely was, like, the first of its kind in terms of, like, trying to be a superhero game. And, like for So, for example, like, you see, like, it's like a bare-bones version of the newest Spider-Man game by Insomniac Games, right? Like, this game allowed you to, to change costumes. It allowed you to web-swing. It allowed you to, you know, have different kinds of moves. But, again, it was bare-bones. So, like, this, the, the graphics in the game are rough, rightfully so. They're from the, you know, early 2000s. Uh, the dialogue is very rough, at least in the N64 version. When you web-swing across the New York City, I say that in quotation marks, there's no ground below you. Is You're just on rooftops, and you, you do two swings and then you fall. So you have to make it within two swings to each building. I believe, if that was the case. I think that's what it was. Um, or else you fall to your death. <laughs> so it's uh, not very Spider-Man-like to just allow yourself to fall to your death. Um, but overall, I think what this game does really well is it tries its absolute best to be a superhero comic book story in a video game. Does it falter at times? I would say yes. Um, but it definitely has good moments, and I think the good moments are fun. Does it have stupid moments that make no sense? Yeah, unfortunately. And they're fun, but they're funny. They're almost like, what did I just like see <laughs> in this game? Like, it makes no sense. Um, but we'll get to that point when we read the story. Uh, but overall, I mean, right, Spider-Man, is he one of your favorites? Do you care about Spider-Man? So Spider-Man, I, and <laughs> Spider-Man it was, and again, I can't speak to other people who didn't grow up, but like when we were growing up in the early 2000s, <laughs> Spider-Man was like the only good superhero like movie that was out. When that mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie came out, it like changed, like that was the first, and again, I'm sure the Batman movies from the 80s were very good in the 80s, but they just weren't a part of my childhood in the same way these Spider-Man ones were. Um, <laughs> you didn't watch Batman and Robin with Uma Thurman? And no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, no. Oh, you're at least okay. not at a formative age. At least not at a formative age. So Spider-Man is a superhero I've always really enjoyed i've always really loved his his kind of like pluckiness his kind of sarcastic nature to him the fact that he was kind of dealing with some real world things was always really interesting and i always really connected with him in that way um yeah and i and again like spider-man is important to our friendship eric because um i remember marvel checkers the venom and they were a big piece of that um Mm -hmm. yeah spider-man's really great um i really love him as a superhero is one of like the the cultural touchstones as far as superheroes goes, and probably one of the reasons is is because this game came out and the other Superman Spider-Man games came out shortly after, and then the movies came out and they have kind of continued to perpetuate, and we're still seeing Spider-Man movies today. Um, yeah. There's one coming out like this summer or or next fall or something wild like that. So December, I think. I think December. is it December? Yeah. Yeah, the newest yeah. one I think coming. Out yeah. December, so yeah. I, I yeah I I really like Spider-Man. I think he's really great. As somebody who has not. Uh, hasn't read a ton of comics, but has, like, consumed other superhero media. Um, Spider-Man's a, a superhero I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Have we told our Marvel Checker story on the podcast? Do people know? I think we might have... I, I think so. I don't... I don't. Who knows what we I say? I don't know what we did. say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, just, just, in, just in case people are like, what are they talking about? Ryan and I met in ninth grade. Uh, I think I went to... Whose birthday party did we go to? Was it... Was it our mutual friend? Or it was yours. Maybe it was mine. I think it might have been yours. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we went to we went to the the yeah we won it at the at the, at arcade, the arcade at the mall. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Back in the yeah. day when those arcades at malls. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think our our one is still there, but it's not <laughs> as, good as it was. Right. right. At least it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it is. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So we yeah, so we we I went to we met in 
ninth grade, you had invited me to your birthday party. That's right. I think we saw a movie and then we went to the arcade. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. There was a bunch a, of our friends and us. Or, the arcade, yeah. there was pizza, there was the movie, and then there was, I believe, cookie cake. Um, because that oh, was, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. our, our mall, so our mall um, in our hometown used to be, and I mean, again, I guess this is probably a thing in lots of places. It used to be like the place, at least for me, the place you would go and do things. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they, they had this deal at the mall where you could go see a movie, and then they would like set up some tables for you to go have a birthday party. And I don't, I don't really remember this birthday at all. There are pictures of it that my mom has shown me. Um, yeah, and I think you're, Eric, you're probably the only one who, from that friend group, who I really interact with on a regular basis still. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we, we, you, we played a bunch of games, with a bunch of tickets, and we bought this, this Marvel superhero, um, checkers game, which it was just, it was just checkers, but with, like, stickers of Marvel <laughs> characters on them. <laughs> and that was It was awesome, though. Like, you yeah. always brought it to study hall. After that, yeah. you brought it to study hall in high school. Um, and we just played all the time, like sitting there laughing at everyone else, and they'd come join us. And like, and we made a big. I think we used to hype up our, our Marvel Checkers game. Like, yeah, it's this amazing game, like the Marvel Checkers. Don't you know Marvel Checkers? Like the Marvel Checkers on it. It's Checkers. Like trying to hype this game. It's obviously just just Checkers with Marvel stickers <laughs> on them. But like, it was just a lot yeah. of lot of good memories there. A lot of good memories yeah. there. I still Checkers is still a game I love to this day, probably for that very reason. Um, yeah. Screw chess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That checkers is the real thinking man's game, especially when yeah. you do like backwards, forwards, double jumps, jump your own oh, man yeah. Uh, style checkers. It's just a thinking man's game. I'm a I'm a simple man, but I'm a thinking man, and that's what I like. To, to think I'm right. a checkers man. Right. We're gonna be the new face of checkers. <laughs> Hopefully, that's fi- I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm okay oh with yeah, I'd be great. Our our first sponsorship is checkers, like the checkers. game. Like you know, yeah. like, I didn't even know who, who's doing that. that that's, yeah. Old man checkers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Charles checkers. Charles checkers. I know. need these men on the box of every checkers board game. It's just us. <laughs> <laughs> no context right picture spider-man next month mm-hmm. that would be great we can do some commercials it'll be good it'll be a really good time do you like checkers <laughs> do you like marvel <laughs> well do we have a game for you it's just marvel checkers <sighs> yeah all right i'm sorry i killed this joke hard <laughs> no, that's fine that's good that's great <laughs> but no i think i i'm glad you brought that it's 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 in it's insane how popular popular Spider-Man is. I think Spider-Man is one of like a lot of people's, the majority of people's favorite superhero, just because of oh, how, yeah. like you said, relatable. And we've seen Spider-Man in so many different contexts in terms of his, in like his phases of life when you, you know high schooler, young adult, an adult, um, and different forms of media. And it's just he's not somebody that is. He's, it's not difficult to relate to him in some way, shape, or form, whether you're sarcastic or you have a lot of responsibility or, you know, you just can kind of see yourself in him. It's different than, like, a Batman, a Superman, uh, even Iron Man and Captain America. Like, it's just very different. Spider-Man's very relatable in a weird way, um, in a really interesting way, I think. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think this would be a fun game to cover. Our voices, I will do, uh, we'll do our best. There's many voices in this game. Just remember that this game is from 2000 on the N64. So I did the absolute best to write a good script based off it. So uh, hopefully you like it and you give me a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah. Blame blame Jorge and Jonathan. It's on them. Yeah, they, yeah. they did this, not us. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then, I guess without, if you have nothing else to say, without further ado, no. we'll start our story. Let's jump in. Excelsior! Our story begins at the annual Science Expo. Dr. Octo Octavius is presenting on stage in front of many wide-eyed scientists alike. Technology is the light that can cut through the darkness. 
when humanity confronts to a single truth, a truth based in technical progress and scientific method. We will be unstoppable. I, Dr. Otto Octavius, vow as a scientist and businessman that my duties to mankind will be fulfilled. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. In the crowd with his camera in hand is photographer Peter Parker. Yeah, nice words, Octavius. If these executives knew you the way I do, I wonder if they'd be so quick to applaud. Also taking photos in the crowd was another photographer, determined to save his career by the name of Eddie Brock. <sighs> Just keep shooting, Eddie. When J. Jonah Jameson sees these photos, my career is going to be right back on track. As the crowd watches Octavius, a familiar figure comes behind the evil doctor on stage, kicking security to the ground. It was none other than... Spider-Man? Who dares fix me, coward? Face a worthy foe, Spider-Man? Last time I checked, I was Spider-Man. Spider-Man? What's he doing? The crowd became restless and everyone ran out of the room. Gotta get into my costume and take out this imposter. Can't get free of this crowd. Also struggling in the crowd was Eddie. I can't get a shot. Jameson would pay any price to get this kind of dirt on Spider-Man. Peter and Eddie bump into one another and turn to face each other. That was Eddie Brock. Who the... He looked familiar... Whatever. Stay focused. Eddie continued to take his photos as he watched Spider-Man web up the doctor's device displayed on stage. He's stealing Octavius's device. No, he sees me. Spider-Man turns to Eddie and shoots a web at his camera. He pulled it back, sending the camera flying towards the superhero as he destroyed it with his fist. My camera! No! Oh, it's over. It's all over. I blew it again. I can hear Jameson's voice already. In Brock's mind, he can picture J. Jonah Jameson yelling at him. Brock, you loser. If I had given a real photographer that job, I would finally have the evidence to send Spider-Man away forever. You're through, Brock. When I'm done with you, you won't be able to get a job taking wedding pictures in Siberia. With Doc Ock's device webbed up, the imposter Spider-Man dashed away. Eddie looked pained as a dark blue ooze slithered up and around his body. Oh, I tried to fight it, but I can't fight him anymore. The dark blue ooze finished covering the unfortunate photographer, revealing one of Spider-Man's worst foes, Venom. Once again, easily falls prey to the evil of Spider-Man. Rest easy, Brock. Venom is here, and if it's the last thing we ever do, Jameson and the insect are going to pay. As Venom jumped away in the shadows, Doc Ock stood with a familiar-looking foe as Venom. Phase one complete. Let us begin phase two. The familiar-looking foe was none other than the diabolical Carnage. <laughs> yes. It begins. <laughs> soon, very soon, the city will be ours. <laughs> Changing into his costume, the actual amazing Spider-Man took off after his fake. As he climbed up the nearest building, Spider-Man surveyed the rooftop as a familiar black-leathered individual jumped down from behind him. It was the infamous Black Cat. She approached Spider-Man and told him a bank was being robbed and to go help as soon as possible. Without wasting a moment, Spider-Man began to swing from rooftop to rooftop. My spider sense is tingling. Something's going on here. 
Armed henchmen litter the rooftops, and Spider-Man quickly dispatches them. Looking out into the distance, he instantly notices something is wrong. Wow, police choppers. Two police choppers hovered in the air as they prepared to engage with the webbed hero. Suddenly, another helicopter appeared, sending a missile onto both police helicopters, destroying them and sending them careening to the ground. Spider-Man watched in horror as he hung from the side of a skyscraper. These guys are serious. Making it to the top of the rooftop, Spider-Man ran into Black Cat yet again. I can't believe they shot down those police choppers. Yeah, just my luck. I'll probably get blamed for that too. Is that the bank ahead? Yes, but be careful, Spider. I saw the chopper dropped off armed robbers at the top of the bank. Thanks for the heads up, Cat. Black Cat leapt away as Spider-Man dashed off the rooftop and continued to swing towards the bank. I bet I can get into that bank through the top of this building. Spider-Man peered over the edge of the rooftop to see several armed henchmen. Cat was right. It's the Jade Syndicate. Jumping up onto the rooftop, Spider-Man quickly dispatched the henchmen. Using his super strength and webbing, he quickly took the henchmen down without any issues. That's the last one. Hope the hostages are still alright. Noticing a ventilation shaft built into the rooftop of the bank, Spider-Man broke into it and jumped down inside. Oh, I hope they don't mind if I make a quick deposit. The webhead landed in a small server room of the bank. Leaving that room, Spider-Man turned the corner and his spidey sense began to tingle. A henchman waited up the hallway as the web-slinger quickly webbed him up against the wall. I doubt that'll really hurt me more than it'll hurt you. <laughs> Entering into a large room, Spider-Man noticed more henchmen as well as hostages. They do have hostages. Have to make sure they don't get hurt. Jumping up to the ceiling, Spider-Man rained down webs onto unsuspecting henchmen, freeing one of the hostages. To his left, he noticed an important room. It was the control room. Making his way through a ventilation shaft, Spider-Man opened up all the security doors which allowed more hostages to escape and for the webhead to move further into the bank. Ha! I make this look easy. As he continued to stop the Jade Empire henchmen and free more hostages, Spider-Man entered the vault room and noticed something treacherous. Oh, more hostages and a bomb! Have to be really careful here. A henchman noticed Spider-Man and quickly became annoyed. They're messing with us! Start the timer on the bomb and take out all the hostages. A two-minute timer started on the bomb as the henchmen attacked our marvelous hero. Despite their being trained and armed with assault rifles, Spider-Man quickly knocked them out and webbed them against the wall as a gift for the police. The robbers have been taken care of, but what can I do about the bomb? Think, Spidey, think. Looking at the vault, Spider-Man thought of a plan. With the press of a nearby button, the vault doors opened. Spidey quickly picked up the heavy bomb and threw it into the vault, closing it shut behind it. The bomb went off inside the vault, but the devastation it sought to spread was contained inside the vault's metal walls. With the hostages freed, the henchmen webbed up, and the bomb taken care of, our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man leapt off the bank's rooftop and swung off into the distance. Alright, that's kind of the first act of the game. We'll stop here for a quick discussion. Uh, we've already talked about kind of, we're Spider-Man fans, are you enjoying so far how they're depicting Spider-Man, uh, Ryan? And uh, is there any positive qualities you're seeing from him so far? Or what are your thoughts on the, his portrayal so far? Is what I'm trying to say. Um, I mean, I think they're they're doing their best to capture like a, a certain version of Spider-Man where he just is kind of very quick-witted. Um, but also, like, I, and this is something I like about Spider-Man, but, and, and they're doing a good job capturing it here. He's kind of just making things up as he goes. He's mm-hmm. not a person who is super concerned with having a plan. He just knows he has to help. He's going to dive in and figure it out once he gets there, which 
is right spot on with what they're doing here because that seems to be um, what's happening. It is it is like overly cheesy, which I think is kind of what they're going for. With a lot of there's there's not really any kind of seriousness to this, and he's kind of just jumping from situation to situation, and it's hard to see where they're all connected. But I, I'm I'm assuming they in some way will be maybe. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's I think it's a decent um, I think it's a decent uh, portrayal of Spider Man. It, it, it's kind of when I when I think of Spider Man, I, I can very easily as I'm as I'm reading these lines and, and imagining the situation, it's it's easy to pop Spider Man in there, and it makes sense. Um, I, I, I'd be interested to see, um, because I, I still haven't played the new Spider-Man game, like how that Spider-Man compares to this one as far as their portrayal, because these are two video game mediums, obviously like 20 years apart, but it'd be really interesting to see how those those two compare. But I, I think I think it's an all right depiction. Um, it, it's, 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 it's just very kind of one-sided, or not one-sided, it's very one note, I guess, is mm-hmm, the, is the mm-hmm. depiction so far. But yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's like, a, again, a bare bones version of Spider-Man, which isn't like... It's not bad. Like, I mean, is it cheesy? Yeah, a thousand percent. I would be a liar if I said no. But I think that they're trying their best with, like, the sarcasm. And like you said, his his quick-wittedness, because he's very smart, um, they're portraying that very well with, like, you know, throwing the bomb in the vault and, and all those little quick whips and, like, all his silly things. I, I, I'm curious when you do eventually play Spider-Man, the new one, the 2019 version. When I play that game and then I look at this game... Um, it's interesting. I find that the new Spider-Man is just, again, because of the hardware and the capabilities, he's just much more fleshed out. He's not so corny. He still has his funny lines. He's still smart and things on his feet. But like, it's just, you know, I almost want to say that the new one has more confidence, even though I would say the Spider-Man in, the, in this old 20, you know, 2000 version has confidence also. You know, like, it's just, it's, it's hard to explain, but I think it's that corniness that make it, you know, I think this game was uh, not being taken like, seriously you know i say that in like quotation marks but in, in quotation marks um but like you know it's it's silly it's cheesy it's like you know kind of dumb in a sense whereas the new game is very like you know as much as it can be grounded in realism you know how would a real person behave in this world you know that's you know like peter parker um it's just so it's just so weird it's just so weird to compare the two it's just so weird yeah it's night out as the full moon looms overhead Peter, dressed in his Spider-Man costume, makes a phone call to J. Jonah Jameson, the head of the Daily Bugle newspaper. Jonah, I have shots of the bank robbery. Peter, shut up and dial 911. Scorpion! Scorpion is here! You have to... The supervillain known as the Scorpion stood before J. Jonah Jameson. With a quick swing of his tail, Scorpion destroyed J.J.'s phone. Sounds like old J. Jonah's in trouble. Again! Peter put his mask on over his face to conceal his identity and swung away to the Daily Bugle as fast as he could. He had a hunch he knew why Scorpion was after JJ. The supervillain blamed JJ for being stuck in his Scorpion suit, never to be able to take it off ever again. A scheme JJ had concocted in an attempt to go after Spider-Man. The webhead raced to the Daily Bugle, bursting inside from the top to confront the sharp-tailed villain. Time for some revenge, Jameson. Listen, Gargan, it's a new millennium. Lots of high-tech suits there. Maybe some way we can get you out of that suit. You put me in this suit. Now I'm gonna make you pay. Scorpion shot a spiked tail out of JJ, barely missing him and smashing into the window behind him. I, I didn't cause your accident. Get over it, Gargan. You ruined my life, so now I'll end yours. Leave them alone. <laughs> Butt out, webhead. Spider-Man! I ask for the police and I get this! 
With a flick of the wrist, Spider-Man webbed Scorpion's body, binding his arms and legs. A large Xerox printer rested nearby as Spider-Man picked it up and threw it at the villain, smashing it into him. A quick dash forward and a swift punch to Scorpion's face jarred him. Infuriated, Scorpion broke free from the webbing as J. Jonah Jameson dashed out of the room. I'm out of here! Noticing J.J. running, Scorpion turned and busted down the door between him and the newspaper mogul. Where are you hiding? Spider-Man quickly caught up to Scorpion as their fight continued. Scorpion was strong, but Spider-Man's strength and agility gave him the upper hand. With a clenched fist, Spider-Man threw an uppercut into the jaw of Scorpion, sending the supervillain into the air as he crashed down into the ground. J.J. looked at the scene in astonishment. I don't know what you're trying to pull by saving my life, but it won't work. Oh, you're just too clever for me, JJ. As Spider-Man said his sarcastic line, police busted into the room with their guns drawn. There he is, officers! A man behind the science expo heist! Shoot him now! Shoot him! JJ out of the wheel. I mean it this time. Spider-Man jumped out of the closest window and landed on a nearby rooftop, where he was confronted by a mysterious man. It was none other than Daredevil. Hold it, Spider-Man. I don't want to believe that you pulled off the heist today but I gotta make sure. Spider-Man landed on the rooftop where he heard the mysterious voice. Daredevil, I haven't got time to explain. Just tell me your side of it. I'll know if you're lying. How am I supposed to know if you're the real Daredevil? What? Listen, it's true, a Spider-Man made off with Octavius's new invention, but not the Spider-Man, not me. Somebody framed me. Why? I don't know yet. And if New York's finest catch me, it might be too late. Well... Then you better get going. NYPD is coming fast. I'll spread the word about your innocence. Not that it'll help you with the cops. Good luck. Yeah, right. Since when have I had any? Uh oh. Police choppers descended down to Spider-Man as bullets rained down from the sky. All right, we're gonna stop there for a second. I don't know about you, Ryan. This story is really funny because like they're introducing so many characters really fast, and it's interesting. It's an N64 game. Uh, it's silly. The game, I think, really relies on you knowing your Spider-Man lore, which is very interesting. I was surprised. I think that nowadays with games, especially with superhero games, they try their best to set up the lore with you so you understand kind of the motivations of the characters. With this game, you really need to know that, like, Scorpion's a bad guy and that JJ put him in his suit and we don't really know why. Like, you know, like, you know, you have, there's a history there, but we don't ever see it. It's just, like, you just kind of know it based on this interaction that Scorpion's trying to hurt J. Jonah Jameson. Um, and that J.J. hates Spider-Man. Like, you see all these different, like, things happening. We don't have any context as to why. It just kind of relies on you to know. Um, how do you feel about that with a story like this? Is that is that fair to do to uh, someone want, someone listening to this story, someone watching this story unfold? Is it okay that there's really no context there as to why these people all hate each other or maybe fighting for one another? Uh, yeah, it's very strange. It does feel like this is just, like, a, a, a like issue of a comic, right, where you would already know who... If you were reading this, you'd know all this information because you've kept up with... But I don't think they could figured out that that just doesn't work when you jump mediums, mm-hmm. um, because if if you want to have that mass appeal, it, it just I, I just don't think I don't think it works. I don't think it lands as well. Like because if you know who Daredevil is and know his powers, then like it makes sense that he would just believe Spider Man. But if you don't, then like that you wouldn't know that he's able to tell someone's telling the truth or not by their heartbeat, because like that's just not context. <laughs> you get any, you know what I mean? You just don't yeah. get that. Um, so it, it just kind of really. It, I don't think it's a great idea, and I think it's why they've they've changed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think 
back when they made this game or who i mean i guess that's not even fair to say because there were other games that did a really good job establishing this this game in particular i guess they just didn't quite figure out that you, you people need more than that they need more context to really be engaged and th this game did well and it actually like is pretty highly rated but it it, it just it, it just doesn't work now, knowing having the context we have now and, and playing the superior games we have now where they really help in some cases they give us too much mm -hmm. um and in some games strike that balance better than that but yeah I, I don't think it works well um i don't think it's a great way to tell a story um especially not when you're you want your game to be appealing to more folks than just comic book readers yeah, I 100% agree with that. I, it's, I think it's kind of unfair. I mean, I think it depends, like, if it's not a brand that's really well-known, right? If you're sending this whole new game with all these new characters and you kind of want to, like, sprinkle th these character relationships in and you kind of learn slowly why they are the way they are, that's one thing. But with the Spider-Man game, like, it's just kind of, like, there's so much lore there already based on, like, you know, this came out in 2000. Spider-Man came out, like, I actually really don't know. I want to say the 60s, maybe. Yeah, so that's 40 60s, years. 70s. Yeah, yeah, like 40, 30, 40 years of lore there um, that I didn't know when I was nine. You know, like, so you kind of just assume that, like, you're just like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, I'm fine with whatever is happening here. You know, you, you know I would like to know more, but whatever. Um, and you touched on a good point how, like, Daredevil just comes out of nowhere and he just quickly leaves. Like, he does no, con like, he doesn't really do anything. Um, maybe he does more in the, the PlayStation version. I don't think he actually does. Like, he's just there and he's like, Spider-Man, proved me you're innocent. And Spider-Man's like, I didn't do it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sure, like, for a comic book fan, like, it's Daredevil! Why? Yeah. No Daredevil! You know what I mean? But, like, that just is going to fall flat for the majority of people playing. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I would just imagine for the majority of people playing this game, that just isn't going to land. Mm -hmm. Certainly not nine-year-old Eric. No, I, I didn't know who Daredevil <laughs> even was. I'll be, I think I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that the supposedly there's a big rumor that Daredevil being the newest Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. um, that would so, be really cool. Yeah, hopefully they they handled that interaction better than this <laughs> we'll one. We'll see. You'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny. I think the game sprinkles in these random heroes throughout the story to have this kind of fun ending. Um, we'll get to that and my feelings <laughs> on that. And I'm curious how you'll see the ending as well, Ryan. When we yeah. get there, it's very um, it's very interesting <laughs> to say the least. Um, but on with the show. As Daredevil left his superheroed friend, Spidey ran from the police helicopter as it followed from behind. Stay where you are, Spider-Man. You have the wrong guy. The helicopter began to shoot and fire rockets at the webhead. He swung from rooftop to rooftop, dodging the attacks of the NYPD helicopter. That was close. Stay where you are and put your hands behind your head. Wow, stealing isn't my style. Man, Mary Jane was right. I need to stay home today. As Spider-Man landed on a nearby building, the NYPD helicopter accidentally hit its tail against a nearby tower and had to retreat. Feeling safe from his pursuit, his spider sense began to tingle. One more step and that's a load of web fluid sticking you to the wall. Spider-Man motioned, ready to shoot his webs, as he realized that the person behind him was Black Cat yet again. Well, it's not the most romantic proposition I've ever had. Black Cat? Oh, I'm so glad it's you. Venom's got control of the Jumbotron in Times Square. He's been ranting for hours with a message for you. Venom's ugly face on that big screen? Now that's scary. That's not all. Rhino's on a rampage over Omnitech as well. What is this? The bad guy Olympics? Look, Times Square is on the way to Omnitech. Let's find out what Venom's up to, then we'll tackle Rhino. Quickly making it over to Times Square, Spidey observed the TV screen as Venom came on. <laughs> the Venom Marathon continues on the biggest TV in New York. 
we shoot now into the whole big rotten apple here, people. <laughs> Sad thing, he'll probably get his own talk show for this. So we got this beautiful redhead here. You know her. She's one of those famous supermodels. We had decided this poor little lassie has 24 hours to live. 24. Oh, and by the way, her name is Mary Jane Parker. <laughs> no, Mary Jane. So just in case someone, oh, I don't know, if any one of you tight-wearing freaks out there want to save little Miss Fashion Model, then bring it on. Forget about helping you with Omnitech. I can handle Rhino. Rhino by yourself? Thanks, Cap, but no thanks. Look, being Spider-Man has given me a lot and taken a lot away. But one thing that never changes. My responsibility is to use my powers for others before myself. There are innocent people at Omnitech. They need our help. I won't let them down. Then I'll stop Venom. And this time, it'll be the last time. Swinging to Omnitech, Spider-Man looked for the walking rampage known as Rhino. Spider-Man and Black Cat quickly realized they were too late to stop a heist at Omnitech, to Spider-Man's frustration. We're too late! They make two major technology heists in two days. That makes one question. Where's Rhino? Coming through! Rhino smashed the black cat with his horn, sending her flying to the side. Cat! Well, isn't it a bug boy? Been waiting a long time for this. Rhino ran at Spider-Man, who quickly jumped into the air, dodging the charging supervillain. Rhino's horn went straight into the cement wall, getting stuck. Spider-Man looked around at his surroundings and noticed multiple electrical generators around him. Rhino, now free from the cement wall, charged at the arachnid hero yet again. Spider-Man positioned himself in front of a generator as Rhino charged at him. In the last second, Spidey jumped, sending Rhino crashing into the electrical generator, electrocuting him and knocking him out. Well, that takes care of Rhino. Oh no, Spider-Sense is tingling. The police arrive at the scene. The boy's in blue again. Better hide. From the police car emerged none other than... Dr. Octavius? Octavius? What's he doing here? Please, stand back, officers. Allow me. Doc Ock helping the police? Maybe he is reformed. Ock's taking care of the rhino. Need to find out what happened to Black Cat. This is a job for Peter Parker, not Spider-Man. Taking off his costume, Peter ran to the ambulance taking Black Cat. Hey, wait, Cat, it's Peter. Peter, you gotta help me. They're not really paramedics. The two individuals putting Black Cat in the ambulance looked back at Peter to reveal their disfigured faces as they closed the door and drove away as fast as they could. Hang in there, Cat. I'll find you. Count on it. Okay, we're going to stop right there. So <laughs> I just think it's so funny that Peter, Peter gets undressed, right? Puts his normal clothes back on. He sees Black Cat just get kidnapped, right? Like he has all the power in the world to stop this from happening. He's right there. Like he's right at the entrance. He sees these people. They're right in front of him. And they just close the door, have time to get into the front of this ambulance, and they just drive away. And Peter just stands there. He goes... Hang in there, cat. I'll find you. <laughs> I would be so angry if I was Black Cat. Like, what the heck? Like, he was right there. It's Spider-Man. He's right there. He doesn't even try to help me. Like, is that weird to you, Ryan? Like, is that like it just stood to me as like a what? Like, that makes no sense. Why would he just let that happen? Yeah, it it it, it does not make any sense in the context of the story. Certainly, it make it makes sense in the context of like this is a game in which they need to have like problems for you to solve, yeah. and they're they're ramping up the tension to make things more intense. But like it, it I, they're not doing a great job of making it believable or um, 
it's like something that would actually happen. But as uh, like as video game players in the early two thousands, like you just accept the world uh, as it huh? is and like yep. okay, yep. now we gotta go. Black Cat, we'll we'll you know what I mean. They they've they've taken it for somebody that helped you, which is a really great hook to get you invested in the story. But like the the landing just wasn't there, <laughs> um, which just makes it very silly. It's just so funny. I don't remember Black Cat getting rammed by Rhino's horn, which would probably like break her in two. Right? He's like massive. He's yeah. huge. He's like tens of tons of weight running at you and he just run he just rams into her and supposedly is okay you know like they put her on a stretcher and everything they put her in an ambulance <laughs> but like she's probably not gonna get any treatment you know uh yeah. i just i just it's so funny that peter literally had this conversation with her and he was like i i accept a long time ago that this is my life now i have a lot of responsibility i have to help people with that with this power that i have and then she's just strapped to a chair put into an ambulance and he just watches and she's kidnapped and drives <laughs> away <laughs> it was just so funny watching that like how messed up that is like she's probably so angry because like you know if you know the lore of spider-man black cat and spider-man had a thing for a while right now yeah. if you notice right if you notice that venom says that he's connect mary jane parker which means that they are now married peter and mary jane are married yes. right so just so funny how probably angry black cat is who i believe has no superpowers is kind of just like a basically a, a cat woman Esque character. Like a master thief, right? Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Not yeah. a ripoff at all of any other anti heroes. <laughs> no, certainly not. Um, I mean, it's really interesting. Like, this idea of, like, here is your, your wife who's been kidnapped, and then here's, like, your previous love interest. Both of them are in danger. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's, like, a really great. You know, way to set up this tense scene, but this is just like so silly that it, it just it just pulls that rug right out from under you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I love how Black Cat also. T- I didn't realize this until just right now. Black Cat in the beginning of this whole story tells Peter Parker, or I'm sorry, tells Spider Man that hey, you need to go help. There's a bank robbery. This is Black Cat. She robs banks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a yeah, This is some of the bad ones. Really though. bad. Yeah. She goes, hey, you know, go set up this this heist, please. And she's like. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rob this bank right now. <laughs> rob the other bank. It's not being. <laughs> she's gonna rob another bank. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, the most yeah. sense. I don't know. I feel bad for Black Cat. I think she's a huge victim in this game, more so than Spider Man at this point. Um, she's yeah. been doing her best to help him, and then she gets kidnapped right in front of him. And he does nothing to help, but that's responsibilities toting around. Um, poor, poor, poor lady. I feel for her. That's that's rough. Yeah, they haven't set up, like, with any of these characters, like, at least in the context of this game, like, really good motivations for what's going on. The motivations are things that happened outside of the context of this game that were just kind of, like, told that that's what's going on, yeah. which is just, like, it, it is never it is never better to tell. It's always better to show mm-hmm. these types of things where this context is coming from. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah it just kills me. What do you think so far? <laughs> Are you enjoying the story so far? I, it, it feels like a silly comic book yeah. story. Um, it, it certainly doesn't feel like... Um, and, and we're at a different place now than probably in the early 2000s where like we've gotten some like really good, well-thought-out, really complex superhero stories yeah. and media in both video games and in movies and in like newer comics um, to where when this came out, this was this was like huge and it was different and it was weird and it was wild and we were just excited to see superhero like play these really powerful characters that we haven't really got a chance to properly play in a 3D world. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's fine. Um, it's, it's fun. It's really fun to just kind of see where it's going to go next. And it has this, like, you never know what's going to happen next because there's such a, such a, just a hard cut to different <laughs> situations. Like, yeah. It makes the twist, you know, really twist. Like you just don't expect, <laughs> yeah. like, I thought Black would be saved yeah. by now and she just gets taken away. So like, that's a twist. Yeah. I was not expecting that twist. Right. I will say to their credit. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good Got twist, us. but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
As our story continues, we find Spider-Man and the Human Torch talking together at the head of the Statue of Liberty. Looks like you're in a lot of trouble. You'll find Venom. Have faith, Spidey. Where could she be? The city is just one big gray blur. Shut up, Parker. You've got to find her. You have no choice. Quickly from behind Spidey, the horrifying alien symbiote, Venom, swung close by. <laughs> well, well, well. What a wuss. Cry me a river, why don't you? Venom passed by Spider-Man as the webhead swung after the villain. Parker hates it when I get the drop on him. I hate it when he gets the drop on me. Spider-Man chased Venom throughout New York City as he continued to try and catch his archenemy. Venom landed in an open alleyway and looked up for the hated wall crawler. Where'd Spidey Wuss go? Spidey Wuss! Come out and play. Come on. Just one little game of... Tag! Spider-Man fell down, landing on Venom's head. Spider-Man and Venom fought one another as the hero and alien clashed. Venom's strength was astounding as his fist connected with Spider-Man, sending him flying against a nearby wall. Spider-Man didn't give up, continuing to fight against Venom, thrashing him over and over again until the symbiote lay defeated on the ground. Where do you think you're going, Venom? I'm not finished with you yet. Last one down's a rotten spider. Venom opened a nearby manhole and jumped down inside. That was just a warm-up, Parker. The main event's about to begin. You're not hiding from me this time, Venom. Spider-Man began to chase Venom throughout the tunnels under New York City. Where's my wife, you symbiote freak? You can run, Venom, but you can't hide. Spidey continued to chase Venom throughout the tunnels as they wound up on top of a moving subway train. Hang on, Parker. Mary Jane's at the next stop. Spider-Man looked around, but he couldn't find Venom. Where are you, Venom? Venom, appearing from behind suddenly, yelled into his ear. Your shoes are untied, Parker. Venom hit Spidey in the face, sending him flying back into a larger sewer hole. You've got to stop falling for us, Parker. Ah! Spider-Man landed in the sewer plant built underneath the city. As he maneuvered his way through it, he fought against the monsters created by another of Spidey's villains, the Dastardly Lizard. Continuing through the sewer plant, Venom ran behind Spider-Man and knocked him over. Come on through. Spidey continued to chase Venom through the sewer plant, determined to save Mary Jane. He heard her cries from the nearby room. Help! Is anybody there? Spider-Man found Mary Jane chained over a massive pit. Mary Jane? Help me, please. Hey, you made it. Venom. I'd like you to see your wifey, but she's in the bath right now. Venom pulled a switch on the wall with his web. The water under Mary Jane began to rise up under her. Ah, uh, uh, no, please. So what do you say, Spongy? Let's finish this. Spider-Man and Venom began to fight one another. As the water rose under Mary Jane, their fists connecting against each other as the webhead desperately tried to stop Venom. With each blow against one another, both became weaker and weaker. But with a swift, solid punch, Venom smashed onto the ground in defeat. Why, Venom? Why? Why do you come back? You should know, Spider-Man. The heist of the science expo. You are the bad guy this time. You idiot. Think, Eddie, think. Back to the day. I was with you in the crowd. The imposter Spider-Man was on the stage. He burned both of us. Now we're playing against each other. You're right, Parker. We remember. You and your wife are innocent, Parker. Venom pulls Mary Jane from the pit and frees her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's so bad. That's so wild. So, like, the okay, only well. reason Venom's doing all this is because he thought he was the bad 
What? <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> we're at we're at our discussion part, which is perfect. Yeah, which is perfect. So when I was when I was doing the script for this, I forgot this whole game. I mean, I I do the general story. Yeah. There's a there's a part. So in the part, you see the little. It's like the cutscene, the comic cutscene, right? And you see you see Venom holding the chain that's like connected to Mary Jane. He's like, "You're right, Parker." Uh, you and your wife are innocent. And I thought he was going to just drop her again. Yeah. And then it just cuts. And everything's fine. <laughs> like, what? what? I was like, and that was such a quick turn of events. And again, maybe it's more, like, maybe more well written and done in the PlayStation version or the PC version, whatever. Um, but we're focusing on this one. Yeah. This version of the N64. And just, what a crazy, I just love it. He has this, Venom has this whole plan. He took over Times Square. He's on this jumbotron. He's leading through the sewers. He gets to the sewers. Mary Jane, he's kidnapped Mary Jane. The trauma of that alone as she's just suspended over this pit where she might drown and they're fighting. And then, and then Spider-Man's like, remember, I was there, I was there the same day you are. And he's like, <laughs> You're right. You're innocent, and just, get, just the like, only over. so the only reason Venom is doing all this is because he wants to hold Spider-Man accountable for doing something <laughs> bad. <laughs> I think he feels that. I think it's like Eddie's. It's hard, with Venom. So I never understood this. I don't understand. Venom is his own consciousness, right? Right. Yeah. Because they're making it sound like this is Eddie deciding to do all this. It's like Eddie's camera was broken and he ruined his career. ruined his career again, you know, because they were oh, so desperate to get those so photos in the beginning. I see. So the context yeah. is the reason Venom is going to kill and kidnap Spider-Man's wife is because Eddie's camera got broken by Spider-Man. But now that Spider-Man has shown him that it wasn't him who did all this, then he, it's everything they're is square. fine. They're, they're good. Everything's we're good. all good. All right. Let's, yep. go, let's yep. go defeat this camera guy together. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what so a you wild. Not- yeah. Were you, so were, were you expecting another twist? Was it, what, was it a twist? twist? No, the the Spider Man Venom buddy cop sequence. I'm not. Is I was. A, yep. I wasn't. Yeah, I'm looking forward to yep. it. That sounds very exciting. That's why. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that's something that I really wish we had saw. I mean, I'm sure they're saving it for the next sequel for Insomniac's Spider Man Two. Yeah, um, I'm sure they're saving Venom for as like a a bigger character. He's a he's such so well loved. Like, yeah. he's like such a like, villain that everyone loves. Um, I'm really excited to see how they handle that relationship. I'm excited to see how it happens. It's like in Insomniac's version, this is like a 10-year veteran Spider-Man. Like he's probably already had Venom and ripped him off, and like has gone through the whole mess of that. Yeah. Um, but we see no Eddie Brock. We see no Venom. Um, so I'm very curious as to how they do that relationship in Insomniac's game. But for this one, it's just so funny because like you know, Spider-Man's like, "Why did you come back? Like, why are you doing this?" And like. It just the, the dynamic between them make no sense to me. Like, I yeah. thought Venom hated Spider-Man for for ditching him, right? When, you know, and you know, so I thought he always hated Spider-Man for that reason. Like, it's a hate he can never let go. But he seems to let go of it pretty fast. <laughs> and, like, yeah. He's totally okay with Spider-Man actually being innocent in all of this like crimes that he thinks he committed. So it's just very, very weird and random. Like again, yeah. it makes no sense. And you can, and again, I, I don't know if the 2019 Spider-Man does this as well, but it's really interesting that. A lot of times in these superhero games and movies, they really only have like a handful of villains who you face. And it seems like they're just running through every single one mm-hmm. in this game just to... And then all of a sudden, like, the, the Human Torch who is just like talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah, gets one line. Uh, and again, like, that just shows how how old this is because you would you would have to pay so many dollars to have the human, human torch in your game now mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and i'm sure it cost nothing back then to just have like an image of a human torch because it was one of the first superhero games but it's so wild that they just threw all these characters in here um and and you just get to experience them all at the same time in this buck wild like we we go and fight the rhino because and now we're fighting venom because and yeah, yeah. it's interesting yeah 
there's a whole rogues gallery here like you know basically it's like you want it's like the sinister six is basically here yeah like you know without the without the label i just love how the human torch supports spider-man and his decisions yeah you'll find her like it's okay just emotional support human torch (laughs) yeah yeah well i've been like i've been standing with him on on the statue of liberty and been like wait you just let her go in the ambulance and they drove away (laughs) have done anything about that like well what about human torch why don't you go do something (laughs) (laughs) and then then venom venom comes by right venom swings behind and if you watch the game this is literally what happens venom swings back he's like you catch me if you can parker and then and then he hates when i get the drop on him human torch is just gone like he just like he's just staying like radical (laughs) he's just watching an environment like i should go do something myself i wonder what the thing is doing you know like it's just so funny how like these heroes you know daredevil and human torch and they're not the only two you're gonna see here you know there's (laughs) there's more and we've talked about voices so i'm interested to see how these other characters come in (laughs) so funny it's just so funny that all these superhero people are that he can rely on right Spider-Man can rely on these people. There's two. There were two people that he cared about deeply that have been kidnapped. Never asked for help. Yeah, love it. I love it. It's, so it's funny. Uh, yeah, and I don't like that. Is like always something that is going to have to be a challenge in superhero movies. In that, like superhero, all superhero media, right? That like Spider-Man is in this danger. Oh no, the city's in trouble. But mm-hmm. like, what are the other 14 superheroes who live in this city doing um, during this time? They're all busy. They're all washing their hair or something that they just can't. Yeah. <laughs> they can't help. Yeah. He was like flipping through the news, and Daredevil's like, "Oh man, that really sucks for Spider, for Spider Man." Yeah, because like, seemingly like everybody in New York City is seeing this happening, right? So, oh yeah, you see this destruction. Yeah, except for Matt Murdock because he's blind. <laughs> sure. Daredevil joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. So bad. This game has has changed me to be more cringy and, mm. and awful with my jokes, right? We gotta lean into it. I think. I think that's we got the only it. way. Yeah. It's the only way to survive the game. Mm-hmm. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting close to. We're pretty much at the the semi end, uh, se- semi ending of this game, uh, like the you know the last checkpoint before the ending of the game. So okay. it'll be interesting to see what you think uh, <clears throat> as we move forward with the story. So without further ado, I want to I want to see what you think. So let's keep going. Okay. With Mary Jane safe, Spider Man and Venom discuss the situation moving forward. So we're partners, but only for now. After we bust those tech thieves, it's payback. It's payback time for kidnapping my wife. Jeez, one little mistake. We said we're sorry. Whatever. Now, the imposter was a shapeshifter. That means it was Mysterio or the chameleon. Hey, chameleon was our idea. We thought of that. Forget it, Eddie. We're going to the bugle. Jameson? We hate Jameson. Let's just go, okay? Moving together, the two arrive at the Daily Bugle and move into the records room inside the building. Here it is, the records room. Surf the web. Surf the web. Shut up, Brock. We don't have time. Parker, wait. Could it be? Could what? Yes. We sense our other. The symbiote known as Carnage. We must stop him. Venom jumped through a nearby window in pursuit of Carnage. Great. Make more noise. I'm only breaking and entering here. Well, Spidey whores behind all this. They've got symbiotes. Spidey turned to find purple ooze-like monsters coming at him. Punching them away, Spider-Man realized what the symbiotes were trying to do. These symbiotes must be looking for human hosts. Spider-Man traveled throughout the bugle, fighting off the symbiotes and saving employee hostages. These symbiotes are everywhere. They seem to be coming from the basement. Spidey jumped down to a nearby elevator shaft, leading to a straight leading straight to the basement. 
As he made his way down to the bottom of the Daily Bugle, he realized that the symbiotes were being mass-produced using the printing presses of the Daily Bugle. Realizing he could destroy the generators powering the printing presses, Spider-Man destroyed each one and ran to the basement. The basement of the Daily Bugle. Whatever's controlling the generators has got to be down here. As Spidey ran down the hallway to confront him, another Spider-Man turned the corner. Hey, the imposter! Both Spider-Mans sounded identical as they mirrored each other's movements. The imposter quickly turned and ran away from the real Spidey. Come back here! That's the guy who framed me, and the one who stole the technology. The imposter ran to the end of the hallway, hey, with nowhere left to go, until he ran through the wall. Shocked, the real Spidey followed behind, moving through the illusion of the wall with ease and catching up to his imposter. I gotta say, you look a lot like me, except more angry, back alley, than the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. For years I've wanted to shut that mouth of yours! Finally, that time is upon me. The imposter of the web head morphed and changed, revealing the true person behind the facade, the diabolical villain of illusion, Mysterio. Mysterio grew larger and larger, becoming a giant capable of crushing Spidey in an instant. If he actually grew, Spider-Man knew Mysterio's tricks were all illusions. He realized the power source of his illusions were located on Mysterio's knees, hips, and chest. Crafting hardened web balls, Spider-Man shot them at each power source, causing Mysterio's illusions to fade away. Having defeated the villain, Spider-Man was able to get Mysterio to reveal what was truly in the works. A symbiote invasion. Mysterio told Spidey to go to Warehouse 65 to see for himself. Alright, another quick discussion. So, Ryan, you made the, the fantastic point. I didn't realize this, but it's so funny. So, okay, so Spider-Man and Venom have teamed up, right? Yeah. Super. And then Venom has become the comic relief of the story. Mm-hmm. Surfing the web, you know, just like going, like, I hate you, Jonah. Like, it's just stupid. Like, he's become the comic relief instead of a bad guy. And then this whole copycat thing is, a, it, I think, an intentional, before even this meme was actually a meme, mm-hmm. uh, reference to the cartoon of Spider-Man when they're both pointing at the <laughs> copies of Spider-Man pointing at each other. Um, which is so funny. I never thought about that. Good, good, good eye. I, yeah. I, yeah, do even think about that? Just from the so, uh, into the into the Spider Verse, just that that burned it. That them calling back that just brought it right to the forefront. Ah, oh, such a good movie. Mm-hmm. I gotta watch it again. It's it is good. such a good movie. Yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts of the, so we have a, quite the Rogues Gallery? Here. Yeah. Like we have Scorpion, Rhino, Mysterio, Venom, Carnage, Doctor Octavius, um, Black Cat. Technically, I mean, she's a hero in there. here. Was that the lizard? We were fighting the lizard, lizard monsters. Yeah, Lizard technically, I think the Lizard was in the PlayStation version, but he did not make an appearance in this one. Oh, His I monsters see. are there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. His monsters are there, but he's not. Eventually, there was dialogues uh, between Spider-Man and the Lizard, but he's not in this version, which I thought was very interesting. Um, but I, I mean, say what you will about the story so far. We've had quite a laugh during this whole process, but I like that they try their best to incorporate as many villains as they can to make it interesting. It's not Venom over and over again, which is cool. Um what do you think of their choices so far? Do you like these these choice of villains? Yeah, I mean, I think again, if if you're making a superhero game with no one of the things like as I mentioned that usually you don't get this many villains, but I think that's because you usually are setting it up for multiple Spider-Man games. Whereas I don't know if they knew they were going to get multiple <laughs> Spider-Man games when they made yeah. this. Maybe they did, but so you just try to shove as much Spider-Man into this experience. So that you know this is going to be the only Spider-Man game for. a this generation or that's going to come out you're going to fit as much 
stuff in there as possible so that you know spider-man fans will get something out of it they'll get to see like if 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 you're playing this game and you're really big on spider-man every time you see one of these villains you're like really hyped to see like this character come to life in a way you've never seen before which is is really cool and interesting certainly it makes the story more interesting it does take some of the um the impact away from these villains that spider-man in two days defeats every single one of his nemesis (laughs) you know what i mean in in one go but again it's that's part of the the suspension of disbelief you have to do when you're you're engaging in a game like this but i think it's really fun uh and we've we've had a really fun time recording it and and saying all the silly lines but it, it it certainly like you said it allows things to be interesting yeah exactly i think it's fun it's again nonsense entirely nonsense um as i don't think they understood the tone that would work appropriately like, i mean i guess maybe that's i mean i'm wrong though maybe back in 2000 this was the right tone for a superhero game yeah, i'm wrong and then as we get older and experience expected more from games that had to change also that silly wackiness and like you know a story that makes kind of no sense at this point um you know it has to become more cohesive and understandable uh, and which is probably why Insomniac, you know, kind of took the original lore and, and morphed it to shape their own, you know, and, and so they have their own lore now. And so that's just, my point is, I, th- I like the rogues group. I think that's fun that they have so many in here. Uh, it makes it interesting. It makes it fun. You kind of get to see that all the dynamics, you know, and it is interesting that Spider-Man could beat all these people like over and over and over, you know, within like a two day period. Like, it's just, <laughs> just, yeah, it's insane. It's totally insane. Uh, but now we're at the part where uh, Mysterio is going to reveal conveniently mm-hmm. what the what the intentions are uh so we will kind of go and see who the main villains of the story truly are okay <clears throat> whoever your boss is he's off his rocker no one controlled symbiotes correction no one before now spare me the propaganda okay this isn't a game mysterio the symbiotes will destroy everything in their path unless i can stop them as Spidey ran off and made it to Warehouse 65, his Spidey sense began to tingle. Off in the distance, he spotted the reflection of the sun off a lens of a gun scope. Jumping up and quickly webbing the scope, he realized he had ran into one of the craziest heroes in NYC. If he could even call him a hero. It was none other than the Punisher. Hey, tough guy. Sorry about the expensive lens. Punisher. Something tells me you have the same objective here. That's the place, Warehouse 65. We can team up. You cover my back. Huh. No thanks, Mr. Deathwish. I'd like to keep my body count low if you don't mind. Fair enough. Punisher's guns can't solve this problem. Gotta play this one my way. Saren jumped into Warehouse 65, only to find symbio after symbio waiting inside. Destroying more generators, producing the alien beings, Spider-Man continued to explore the warehouse by jumping down into the ventilation shaft. Geronimo! Spidey landed onto a new floor under the warehouse. He instantly noticed something was off. Everything was upgraded with deadly weapons and traps designed to keep unwanted intruders out. It was the makings of a secret villain lair. You've got to be kidding me. Okay, recap. A couple hundred feet underwater, electrified floors and walls, and there's turrets pointing straight at me? Uh Uh-huh. My day just keeps getting better and better. The webhead ran through the lair, dodging all the traps and making it to the security room where a kidnapped ally waited. Black Cat? What are you... Who's behind... What's going on here? Your guess is as good as mine. The guys in the ambulance must have drugged me because the next thing I knew, I woke up here. You've got to get me out of here. Okay, Cat, but how? If you can somehow shut down the power, I can escape. You got it, Cat. Spider-Man ran and began to shut the exhaust ports in the lair. 
With a flick of the switch, all the with a flick of several switches, all the exhaust ports to the lair closed, causing it to explode and ceasing the power to the security room and Black Cat's prison. Thanks, Spider. Whatever you did worked. Hey, what else is Spider-Man for? You'll get some help, Cat. I'll find out who's behind all this. You got it. I'll be back. Black Cat escaped as Spidey made it to the central room of the lair. Listen, whoever you are, no one control the symbiotes. No one. I need not control the symbiote, Spider-Man. Doc Ock? Doc Ock stood before Spider-Man as if triumphant and destined to succeed. Behind him was the red symbiote of death, Carnage. We will work with them. Those who cannot share my vision will be crushed by it. Speaking of crush, it's showtime, freaks. Revealing himself from his alien camouflage was Venom. The red symbiote standing behind Doc Ock smiled and began to laugh. Carnage wanted nothing more than to end Spider-Man and Venom. Bring it on, Grandpa. Bad symbiote. Someone should teach you some manners. Time to go to school, Carnage. Carnage and Venom grabbed one another and jumped through an open hole in the ceiling. Once we're done with you, Spider-Man's next. Let us end this, Spider-Man. Doc Ock and Spider-Man began to fight. The evil doctor hid behind invincible barriers. You'll never get past my barriers, Spider-Man. He's right. I need to find a way to draw the power away from the shields. Spotting other shield switches along the machinery of the barrier, Spider-Man activated them, which took the power from Doc Ock's barrier. Yes, these shields draw power from his, but I need to draw more power. Whatever you will try is useless against my command. Spider-Man continued his plan, draining the shield's energy. It's working. One more should do it. A quick jump and a fist landed into Doc Ock's face as the scientist fell back onto the ground. It cannot end this way. Doc Ock collapsed on the floor. One down, one to go. I wonder how Venom's doing. Venom lands on his back next to Spider-Man. Whoa, guess here's my answer. Carnage quickly followed behind. Now that I've had my appetizer... I'm ready for the main course. A red tentacle from Carnage shot out and grabbed Spider-Man's wrists, pulling him up into the ceiling where the evil symbiote waited. By the by, this has nothing to do with business. It's all personal. Carnage threw Spider-Man into a room where a sonic bubble sat in the middle. Sound waves could be seen twisting into a circular motion and creating a sonic bubble. That's a sonic bubble in the middle of this room. This is the only two things symbiotes hate. Fire and Sonics. Guessing Ock built this just in case Carnage tried to double-cross him. Carnage began to throw red ninja stars made of his gooey body at Spider-Man. If one landed on the webhead, he'd be seriously injured for sure. Your plan is doomed, Carnage. I took care of Doc Ock. Now I'll take care of you. Once I stop you, I'll stop your evil plan. The two fought against one another. Carnage's hands morphed into axes. Sharp and deadly if they hit the arachnid hero's body. With a swift kick, Spider-Man sent Carnage into the sonic bubble. The sonic bubble caused Carnage to lose all of his power and fell to the floor. The red symbiote slid off, the, slid off of his host's body to reveal the convict, Cletus Cassidy. Ah! Uh, the pain! The pain! Carnage slid off of Cletus and down a nearby drain. You're a born loser, Cletus Cassidy. Like I told Mysterio, no one can the symbiotes. No one I've met anyway. Take a breather, Spidey. It's over. Doc Ock's mechanical tentacles burst from the floor and dragged Spider-Man down below. 
Before Spider-Man stood the combined form of Doc Ock and Carnage. Is that Ock? What happened to you? It's gonna blow. I've gotta get out of here. Spider-Man turned and ran as Monster Ock chased after him, destroying everything in their path. Flames began to chase Spidey and Ock, and the evil lair was beginning to explode. An explosion blew behind Spidey. He moved out of the way, but Doc Ock didn't make it. Spidey looked down and saw Ock laying on the ground. The symbiote slid off of the doctor. The symbiote slid off the doctor, having saved him from the explosion. After all that, it was the symbiote that saved Doc? You gotta be kidding me. Spider-Man grabbed Dr. Octopus and escaped outside. A perfect end to a perfect day. Huh, what the? Now the Avengers show up? A plane arrived with Venom, Captain America, and Black Cat on board. Grab on. It's a good thing Black Cat gave me the call, son. It looks like just in time. The team flew away and our story moves to... Superhero Go Fish? Captain America, Daredevil, and Punisher along with our hero Spider-Man, play a round of Go Fish. Punisher, do you have any threes? Go Fish. So nice of you to join us for once, Spidey, said Daredevil. Oh, I'm sorry. I was out saving the world. Beating you guys at cards ought to be pretty easy. Your Spidey sense won't save you here. Look who's talking, Daredevil. You've been looking at my cards all night. Okay, okay. Let's keep this a nice, friendly, clean game. Huh? Who keeps him fighting this guy? Noise from the room over can be heard. Hey, will you guys keep it down? We're trying to play cards here. The Human Torch and Black Cat danced to the music that was playing. Hey, loosen up, kids. I'm on fire. Guy saves the world and he forgets how to have fun. Meanwhile, at the New York City prison, Scorpion, Mysterio, Rhino, and Doc Ock sit in a prison cell. So all you guys are we're working together and you still couldn't beat Spider-Man? This is not over, Spider-Man. Dr. Octavius will have his day. Anybody want to play goldfish? Impeccables. <laughs> the end. Oh, man. Okay. So, yeah. They saved the world. I, so, when I was writing the script, I wrote at the very end. I was like, and the superheroes play a round of poker? You know, like, to be funny. It's like, I saw them all say, and then I played the video more, and it was like, do you have any threes? Like, they're, <laughs> like they're, they're playing go fish. <laughs> they're playing go fish. These <laughs> grown so superhero men, like adults, like you know, like are playing yeah. go fish. So I thought, what is happening? Like, there's no, like, like they're always they're always playing go fish. I'm glad you joined us, Spider Man. Like, Daredevil's yeah. blind. He's just like, <laughs> playing we go meet fish. here every Tuesday. What have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So our story's over. Ryan, Spider-Man saved the day. He stopped Dr. He Ock in the he attempt did. to have a symbiote invasion. Um, not mm. sure how he got that going. Probably with the help of Carnage, I'm assuming, is kind of what they're yeah. leading us to believe. Um, right. But overall, what did you think of the story of Spider-Man 64? Uh, I mean, it was kind of wacky and wild and all over the place. It was really fun. Like, it was really fun time to see all these characters, to, to like, kind of go through all these silly experiences and just not really take itself seriously, which I think is a fun, is a great way to kind of explore superhero media is just to not take it too seriously and just have fun with it. Yeah. Um, but it, it, as far as, like, a cohesive narrative that you can follow and has, like, interesting plot points and there's, like, tension, it's just that none of that, I think, was there or existed in any meaningful way. 
No, no. And it's so funny because Mary Jane's just gone. Like, she was saved and now she's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can't imagine the trauma that she's had being, like, kidnapped by this massive monster that, you know... Almost drowned. Almost drowned. And But Peter's gone. He's, he's off playing Go Fish. He's not making sure she's okay. He's not. He's off playing Go Fish. With his ex is there dancing with Johnny Storm. They're all... Like, it's yeah. just like, what is it, happening? Not only that, like, Spider-Man left with the person who's trying to drown her, right? Like, they left him, like, Mary Jane, you're okay. Me and Venom are gonna go do some stuff. I love that Venom just joined Captain America and Black Cat. Like, he's just like, grab (laughs) on! Like, he's a part of the Avengers now. But he wasn't playing Go Fish, which I think would have been a hilarious... I mean, they've already made Venom the joke of this this game. Why not put him playing Go Fish? That would have been hilarious. That would have been the best thing to do. Or him dancing with Johnny, with the the, the human torch of Black Cat. Yes. Him dancing and like Johnny Storm Black Cat just like impressed with how good of a dancer Venom is. That would have been very good. That would have been awesome too. (laughs) That would have been so good. Did you enjoy the story? Like, did you you think it was good? Do you think it was bad? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think, like, like I said, as, like, a, a, a attention-grabbing, like, interesting story, I, I don't think it was, like, super great. It it, no. it was fun. The, the characters were fun, and the situations were fun, but, like, as far as, like, a, a gripping story, no, I don't think it was super engaging. I don't think it was complex. I don't think there were, like, plot points that made a ton of sense. The characters, we didn't really know any of their motivations at all. Mm-hmm. They were just doing things. We were, like, told in some cases what their motivations were, like, in moments, but it wasn't in any way clear. Um, but, like, the, the my favorite favorite part was the venom spider-man like pairing that was like really fun that was like a really yeah. fun sequence um but yeah other than that but again like it makes no sense with what i know about venom <laughs> about spider-man like that they would never work together but who knows what i hear you saying ryan is that in our next tournament free-for-all that we're gonna have in the future that spider-man's probably not gonna be our top one well we'll have to see who would have thought who would have thought where the other ones got where they were so it'll all depend on what they're what they're up against that's true we'll see on what they're up against yeah it'll be it'll be spidey in the last of us part two <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah oh but no it's it's i don't think if you asked me if this is a good story or not a good story i would say no this is a pretty bad story but i yeah. think the, like you said the characters save it somewhat in being interesting mm-hmm. um yeah um, we don't talk about gameplay here, but gameplay is pretty rough also. So I, it's interesting you told me that this game has good reviews, or that you saw it, it was like decently Yeah, reviewed. like it's pretty well received. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty well received. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think for an early 2000s game on the N64, I can totally see why. Because back then I remember thinking, like, this is amazing, I'm actually swinging through New York City. Um, you can't see the ground, you can only see skyscrapers, but like, man, it's like so cool. Like, it was like yeah. amazing. And then, but yeah, it's, I, it's a game I don't think that holds up anymore. Um, but it really does show how far we've come in a cool way. Like we've seen how far storytelling in games has come from this being acceptable to if this was released today, it would get panned, I think. Yeah, yeah. it would get absolutely destroyed. Like no one would ever buy this. Mm-hmm. So I mean, very interesting. Th- this game did well enough to have, there was two sequels, right? There was the Spider-Man 2 and I think there was also a Spider-Man 3. Which like were I think were they actually sequels of this game? I didn't think they. I thought they were like other movies. I believe movie. so. No, I believe oh. Spider Man Two. Um, oh, you're right. It did get a sequel. Yeah, like it got a couple sequels. Oh, on the Game Boy Color. On the Game Boy Color. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, I think there funny. was also a PlayStation version of it. Um, oh. Yeah. It came, oh no, no, that's of the movie though, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I never knew that this had sequels. I never knew that. That's amazing. Wow. It'd be really interesting to see to like go back and like explore those sequels. Oh, the the PlayStation exclusive Spider Man Two Enter Electro. Yeah, I yeah, ne- yeah wow. Spider Man Two: The Sinister Six, Spider Man Two: Enter Electro. Is the Sinister Six the one that was on Game Boy Color? Yeah, and then Enter Electro, which I remember Enter Electro. I remember playing Enter Electro. Wow, Electro. Um, 
Which maybe that's a fun one to do. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, I, I feel like we have to revisit the PlayStation version now to really get the full story. Yeah. To, go back to to this, but it looks, it looks the exact same. It looks very similar. Like that is, I, I, this has blown my mind. I had no idea this was there's a sequel mm-hmm. to this game. I thought it was a one and done. No, yeah, because wow. I, I remember, I remember it because this game did well enough to get um, sequel, and there's also a standalone sequel. Oh no, that was on the Game Boy. Um, Mysterio's Menace. Yep, um, I see which, that. Which, yeah, which well, when we talk about these games, it looked like they changed some of the plot because this game came out in two thousand one. Um, oh yeah, August right. of two thousand one, which like September eleventh was the next month. So they ended up changing oh. some of the stuff because yeah, like you can't have any cities blowing up in New York City. Um, yep, because that's not not that's a little acceptable. rough. Yeah, that's but yeah, it's wild. That is so. Oh my god, I don't. I I cannot wait to cover this story now. I it must like I need to <laughs> yeah. cover the PlayStation version now to get the full story of that one. Yeah, I think there was more to it. The PlayStation had more power to cover more, a bigger, like a more detailed story. So maybe we can go back yeah. and spend the original eventually. Cover it again. Um, maybe with more. Vo- maybe with more help with with voices or whatnot um, <laughs> yeah. to get more fun into. Uh, and then cover the second the sequel. I cannot believe. And it looks like they have a Hammerhead, Shocker, Sandman. Uh, beetle lizard electro obviously um wow and i guess thor and oh man okay no never mind i uh, <laughs> i'm just gonna spoil it on, on the sequel so i'm not gonna say anything i don't want to spoil anything um but it looks like there's some callbacks to the first game which is really funny so which is very fun yeah i mean overall i think it's a it's not a good story but it's a fun story so, yeah, and I think yeah. that that's okay, right? Like it doesn't yeah. this this doesn't have to be a good story for it to be just enjoyable, an enjoyable experience to to go back and relive, and to just get another look at these old games that were really monumental in in some ways, but just not necessarily good. But that's yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is our covering of Spider Man sixty four. We've done it. Did you think it went the way you thought it would? I doubt it. <laughs> uh, story-wise, no. Like the the experience is kind of what I expected. Like the like it being like okay story-wise, but not not wild. But like the the twists and turns it took threw me for a big loop. Big yeah, loop. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But hopefully, story goers, you got a kick out of it as much as we did. But yeah, hopefully, story goers, you enjoyed this story. Um, as always, let us know what you think of Spider-Man 64 and our covering of it by sending us an email or DMing us and commenting on our post on Instagram. Our email is talesinthecartridge at gmail.com. All the E's are threes. Send us your thoughts, feelings, and perspective, perspectives, and we'll give you a sticker. That'll be sweet. So my voice is out. Venom, Venom's voice is like killing yeah, my throat. Um, but hopefully everyone's happy, healthy. Uh, next week will be a bedtime story. Not sure what yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully everyone's doing well and i will say after we mentioned last week about the um mario 64 stories not having sound effects after the second episode we had a lot of more downloads on those yeah which is yeah a lot of people went back and re-listened to which is good because those are really good like the suit the bedtime stories i don't think i don't i mean actually they do really well i hope mm-hmm. they get the love they deserve because they're just really wonderful little experiences Thanks. um that that I, I really enjoy so i hope they get I hope they continue to get the love they deserve because they're just really wonderful Fingers crossed. You never know. One day if we yeah. get big enough, we can do this for a living. If we want to do bedtime <laughs> stories, you know, more often, that'd yeah. be, I'd be totally down yeah. for that. I love, I just love the music that we had created for it. Like, it's just yeah. so soothing. It makes you, like, sleepy making it sometimes. Not in a bad way. <laughs> but, like, it's just yeah. so soothing. It's so good. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, off on a tangent here. Hopefully you enjoyed Star 64, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye. So what do you say, spongy? Let's finish this. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Spongy. Something tells me you have the same objective here. That 